Hi, I'm Wayne Heinsohn, the pastor of Grace Church Australia. Thanks so much for checking out this podcast. We hope it is inspirational and it equips you to make known the name of Jesus. You can stay connected with us during the week by going to gracegathering.online. We have the history of the word, the testimonies of overcoming, conquering, and love those who laid down their lives. It says that in... um, Love not their lives to death. They, it says that in Revelation 12, 12, that they're overcome by the blood of the Lamb. They're overcome by their testimony and they love not their lives to death. All of these people that are brought up, their history, a lot were martyred in the Bible and some in our times and in those years between. But majority of people were just attacked relentlessly but stood, stood. And they went home to glorious homecomings because they stood for the one true God to release the good news, to empower others to know the truth, to be set free, not to be in slavery or under the hand of um, control like the governments have at the moment. You know, we, we hear so much. Back in the Romans, they, they were so evil in their ways but those who have gone before us and even those now who are standing they saw the crown of glory the future generations like Jesus the eternal vision and you know that scripture that says that um, for the joy set before him he endured the cross because he saw those that were waiting in the future which is us all of that line, that seed, the good incorruptible seed of God that has come to up to now and still going till the great harvest, he saw that and he willingly laid down his life for that to happen, the sinless sacrifice because he was sinless, he didn't sin and it took a sacrifice to make it forever whole and full never to be done again. Jesus met every requirement that the Old Testament did with their priests for the sin of the people. Every requirement was met. The only thing that was different was that he had no sin. And so when he paid the price for that, he got to take back that curse. He got to take back everything that Satan had brought in through the fall of Adam. He gained that back and became the second Adam that could lead his people back to relationship and into kingdomship with God, Almighty God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. If you are alive today, you are called for such a time as this, and you'll hear that again. It is not about male, female, old, young, poor, rich, educated, uneducated, weak or strong, Biblically theology, major or not position or lack of position. It is and always has been about the heart relationship and the end time kingdom harvest. These are the questions that are being asked. Who is our God and who are we in this time? So we're going to have a look at 1 Peter 2.9 in the New Living Translation. If the Lord Yahweh rescued Lot, He knows how to continually rescue the godly from their trials 
and to reserve the ungodly for punishment on the day of judgment. God is for us. He rescued Lot out of Sodom and Gomorrah and destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. In our days, there's a lot of Sodom and Gomorrah going on. There is so much evil, demonic agendas, terrible laws that are being passed to remove the seed of God from the earth, to break up families, to destroy people's lives through depression and anxiety. They are not from God, they are from the enemy. That's his game. That's how he plays. And in 2 Chronicles 26, Lord, the God of our ancestors, are you not the God who is in heaven? This is answers to our question. So who is our God? It is Lord, the God of our ancestors. Are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. Power and might are in your hand and no one can withstand you. In these days, a lot of people are thinking that the evil and the control of the governments and the power positions are too great for God? No, no. We already know the ending of this story. God is victorious. Jesus defeated the enemy, Satan. He destroyed him. And now he's out to destroy as many people as he can to not know the gospel and be saved and to take to hell with him. Now you are called for such a time as this. It's a responsibility as being a believer to acknowledge that your God is greater and mightier than any COVID disease, lockdown, earthquake, typhoon, any of the things, disasters that are going on, pestilence that are going on in the world. There is something in that that has an agenda from the enemy and there's an agenda from God to do something in that place. But it comes through his people who are willing to stand up for righteousness and justice. Do justly, do justly, love mercy, walk humbly before your God. How do we do that? If we harden our hearts, if we're fearful, if we're pulling back, we're saying that we're putting the strength in our hands. We haven't got the strength to get through these places. It's nothing to do with our ability. This is all about childlike faith and who our God is and what you believe. It is time, people, to acknowledge who your God is. It's the God of the ancestors, of those in the lineage of God that came through for us from the Old Testament to the New. That's our God. Amen. Woohoo! In... Um, Psalms 46.10, God has been speaking this word into my heart for a long time because of this turmoil and trouble and there's so many voices that are vying for your attention. There's a saying that a Pastor Troy Brewer says, don't lay your lap in the lap of Delilah. Or don't lay your head in the lap of Delilah. And my sister calls it the 10 spies news. There is things there that you can learn in that. But don't stay there all day just lying there listening and hearing the things that can bring fear and doubt, hopelessness and depression and anxiety into your hearts and minds and spirit. You are not called for that. You are called to be warriors that have hope in them. You are called to be the head and not the tail. You are called to be above and not below. You are called to be righteous and holy and compassionate 
and fearful and strong in these days because that's who our God is in us. We just represent what God is. Our God is able. You know, there's a lot of reports through that, um, the information that it's not just in the um, TV and videos and radios and, and phones and laptops. It's also in the air because Satan is the prince of the air. So there's waves and noise going on there in the spiritual realm attacking your mind at the same time. And you can't stand in that place. You have to stand in Christ, in his word and what he's given you as a believer. You know, back in the story of Moses, when they sent their 11 day journey to get to the promised land and they did so much, it was ridiculous. So much, caused so much trouble. And, and 12 spies went in there to spy the land out and they saw what was in there. There were giants in the land, but there was prosperity. The fruit and the food was just mammoth side sizes. It was just luxury on steroids, more or less, is what was presented in the promised land that God had given his people through, Mo through Abraham and Moses to take that land. And only two came back with a good report, Caleb and Joshua. Ten came back claiming what was there in the fear factor, in the fear of their heart. They saw the things. Remember the story I brought about David and Goliath, that when he came to the battle, the battle was not in him. Victory was in his heart. Peace was in his heart. But the army of God were all battle-weary in their heart. They were fearful. And those ten spies came back saying, no, they'll kill us. We're like gnats. We're like grasshoppers. We're nothing. But Joshua and Caleb said, but God is with us. Have we not just gone through all these things and God was with us? Out of Egypt, through Passover, the blood of the lamb, the, the, the ten plagues, the... Um, the angel of death, didn't he deliver them out with the gold of Egypt? Didn't he provide the manna? He provided everything they needed. Their clothes didn't wear out, the shoes didn't wear out, everything they needed for that journey. They were only going 11 days, so things weren't going to run out. That happened in the 40 years later where they were provided for too. But they had forgotten so quickly, and as believers, we forget too. I know I have. When I'm in a trial or a tribulation and the pressure's on, it, you know, is Jesus coming up to the surface or is my saviour mentality that I've got to do something and how do I do it? Because I can't. I can't save my children. I can't save my grandchildren. I can't save my relatives or my neighbours or my nation. But God can. Amen. You know, Satan's a liar. He uses the same tactics. He used it in the Garden of Eden. He uses our natural and emotional and mental and spiritual. The war is spiritual and it's in our mind in these days. And 2 Corinthians 10, 4, 5, I am telling you now that this word is on my lips nearly every day or every day. That's how much I'm saying this word. So the word is instead... Because he's talking about um, the standards of the world and, and people weren't using the Spirit's wisdom and power. And he says, instead, 
Our spiritual weapons are energised with divine power to effectively dismantle the defences behind which people hide. We can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We capture like prisoners of war, every thought and insist that it bow in obedience to the anointed one. Hallelujah. And in the, the New King James, it says you take captive every thought that's in opposition to what God says about you and about your situation and you place it under the feet. We are called the body. Jesus is the head. Our feet are connected to our body. So we put it straight under there and we stamp on its head and send it back to the pit of hell where it came from. And I'm having to do that daily because there are daily thoughts coming up and it's like, where did that come from? Why am I imagining that? Why would I think like that? And I don't have TV, so I'm not watching TV. But it's coming in because it's attacking everybody. I'm not alone in this. It is at everybody's mind and it's making them weary. But we need to renew our mind with the word of God. We need to remember we have a helmet of salvation on our head to protect us. We have the full armament of God. We have the shield of faith, the breastplate of the shield of faith, the breastplate of right standing in God, the belt of truth, the way and the life, the shoes shod with the peace of the gospel in readiness with peace to bring to a world that is in turmoil, who is in fear and doubt. We have the good news people. We are the good news people. We have the shield of faith to quench the fiery darts of the enemy and we have the two-edged sword that not only defends us, it attacks. It cuts the cords of the wicked one off our lives and our families' lives and off others that we pray for. We wield that sword and we take down every enemy. David went with a sling and a rock and brought down the enemy, Goliath, but he used the enemy's sword to take his head off. We are the same. We are gallant. We are like Gideon 300 who it was whittled down to 300 in his battle so that we, everyone knew that only the supernatural had happened because in that battle, God had brought them down to 300 and when they went to fight the battle, when they did the pitches and the light and they banged them together, they didn't do any, they didn't use a sword to go in there. When they went into the enemy's camp, they'd all turned on each other and killed each other. So let that happen to those that are oppressing and attacking and destroying other people's lives in the name of whatever other than Christ, because he wouldn't do that unless it's the enemy. So be courage, be encouraged, people. Woo! We are the Issachars. You know, they talk about the Issachar being the generation in these days that recognised the times and the seasons. And they blew the trumpet, blasted the good news so people could know to choose life and make a choice. And we're coming against everything that's ripping off and stealing from our families, from our church, from our communities, from our nations. These pestilence, the earthquakes, the famines, the floods and the typhoons and the diseases and evil in Jesus' name. So we've got... Um, John 16:33 Okay. I've told you all this. He Jesus is saying I've told you all as my disciple what's coming. You weren't listening. 
Has the church been listening that this is coming? It's written in the Bible. Revelation book is the last book of the Bible. Everybody leading up to Revelation is talking about what's coming and how we battle and who we are, who our God is, what we stand for and how we do it. The plan is in place. And God says in John 16:33, I've told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. The peace he talks about is that peace that is beyond understanding. And they say shalom, shalom in the country, double peace. That's what you have available and is in you. You have the Prince of Peace. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Whoa. The Old Testament taught them the, this is a key. You know, the feasts that are in Leviticus 23 are mentioned from the time when the Israelites came out and everything was to be reminded for the future history of the nation that we were brought out by God, the I am, the great I am, from the power and authority of Egypt, which, which was massive. And yet God brought them out and brought them into their promised land. And so there's seven feasts that they do and they're important feasts. And we go, oh, you know, I've read about them, but we don't need to do them. That's for the Jews. No, we're grafted into the Jew because they turned away from God and God made a way for the Gentiles through the New Testament, through Paul and Peter. Paul mostly, the news went out because of God's kindness that leads us to repentance. We got that, that goodness. And this feast, when you look at the book of Leviticus and you see what's written there, God says, these, he doesn't say, oh, these are the Jews' feasts. He says, these are my feasts, the Lord's feasts, and that everybody is to remember what they stand for. And when you look at those feasts individually in Leviticus, you will see what each feast represents and how powerful and anointed they are for that understanding. We don't have to do them like be Jewish but we are to be reminded of the victories in our lives like they were, that they pass them on generation to generation to keep that faith alive. We are to keep that faith alive, not only in our families, but in ourselves. The victories that we've all had, where we've overcome and we've conquered something, those victories and that conquering are what's needed in this day to stand. Bring them to remembrance, Holy Spirit, in each of our lives who we were, at the time, what we were doing and what happened, because that victory will encourage you beyond no end. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know, it's so easy to forget what he's done. They did. They forgot they came out of Egypt and the Red Sea, the fire at night and the cloud of day that protected them, the Passover of the Lamb, which ended up being Jesus in, in, in the New Testament. And God is saying, don't fashion a calf because you're being pressured. Don't go back into slavery because of the taunts of the enemy and the um, attacks on your mind. Lift your eyes up. Lift your eyes up. In Luke 21, 28, it says, I love it. I love it. And at last, when you see how the Son of Man comes surrounded with a cloud with great power and miracles, 
in the radiance of his splendor and with great glory and praises. It will make you jump for joy for the day of your full transformation has arrived. I don't think that was a scripture I was looking for because, I, w- I mean, it's true. I don't deny that. And it's a good word for us to hear. But when he says to look up, your redemption draws nigh. He is our redeemer. He has paid the price for us. There is no cost that has to be paid for our salvation or our walk in him. Every sin has been dealt with at Calvary. And to take that understanding into your spirit, man. You know, I saw when I was doing a study on the mercy seat, the blood that was sprinkled on the mercy seat from the lamb and the goat, the lamb in the holy of holies, our God was sprinkled on the mercy seat for us. And he deserves the honour and the glory and the power for his gift to us. We need to lift the name of Jesus in these days. Lift it high above everything, every circumstance. We are being shaken. And the word says, humble ourselves, repent. Ask for forgiveness of doubt or fear or any place where we've left the focus from him and put it onto other things to be our strength or to get us through our money, our families, our positions, our successes, our knowledge. Bring it back to the source of life who is Jesus. I do it daily. I know. I might be a sinner more than everybody else, but I bring it to the cross, to Calvary, every day, any place that I may have had a negative thought. And I'm practicing it. I haven't got it down perfect. Negative thought or a judgment against anyone because of what they think or what their stand is. You know, if they believe this and they don't believe that in the vaccination, I'm for, I'm against. None of that is my worry in the kingdom. Jesus is my God. And so everybody I look at is my family. I'm not separating and dividing who I can be with. I am believing what God says and trusting him in everything because he is all powerful. But we've been robbed of our strength over the time and the weariness. Just imagine how it is for other places. Afghanistan, there is nowhere to go. There is no government to support you. There is no help available. A lot of the things are very similar in this day that happened in the Bible days and are happening now in our days. Things are still being used by the enemy to divide and conquer people and races, to be able to have that power position to control who lives and who dies. Well, there is only one. When Pilate said to Jesus, don't you know that I have the power to do anything I want to you? And he said, no, my Father in heaven gives you the power Hear it now. My Father in heaven gives you the power to do what you're doing right now because that was part of the plan that brought salvation to the world. And we have that in us, that there is a plan and a purpose and a destiny for each one of us. And even if we're getting attacked, there is a plan in that place that God will bring us through and many will come to know who Jesus is and receive him 
for the great harvest is coming. If we don't join in with it, it's still coming. If we don't, if we run and hide, Jesus is still coming back. Be everything that you can be in this day. Hallelujah. His word is in my mouth and I practice his truth out loud over me and my house and my church, family, community, nation and his nations. It says in Amos 9.11 that God is raising up the tabernacle of David again. The tabernacle of David, the house of praise and worship and prayer is coming back into the body. And we need to be people that are doing that, who are praising and, and worshipping and praying on behalf of this world, praying on behalf of other nations that are being decimated and attacked and destroyed through people's greed and power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is saying, I love you, my beloved. Cleave to me. Come and worship. Come in worship, prayer and fasting. These things will usher in the greatest harvest in the end age, which is in these days. We are to know without doubt the battle is the Lord's and he is already victorious. We are victorious, family. We are victorious. We have all the armament we need in our full body garb, in our sword, the word of God. This word will never return void. This word will go when the, when the world goes, falls away, the heavens and earth fall away. The word is still life and it still stands. Know how much truth is in this word. And when this word is in your mouth, it is the greatest weapon that you can use in these days. Hallelujah. Raise up your voice in declaring that truth. You are called. Everyone is in. Say that. I'm in, Lord. I'm in. I'm not going to take what the enemy has done or said up till now. I'm not going to believe the lies of the enemy and fall for those things that would bring me into depression or oppression that may have been in my history. My history has been put to death with the blood of Jesus. If it's not, then we bring it to Christ in repentance and we ask for forgiveness and God cleanses us, makes us whole and we stand in right standing right now where we are. There is no whipping for us to get to a good place or be a good person to make it. We are right standing right then. You are called for such a time as this. Be all in, church. Be one as a body, one voice, one heart, one spirit, one tongue, lifting up the name of Jesus. Colossians 1.27 says, Living within you, take it to heart. Living within you is the Christ who floods you with the expectation of glory. He's in you. His glory is in you. This mystery of Christ embedded within us becomes a heavenly treasure chest of hope filled with the riches of glory for his people. And God wants everyone to know. These lockdowns have shut our mouths, closed our mouths, covered our mouths. It's time to declare and proclaim the good news. Everywhere you go out loud, you are the good news. You have the feet of the gospel in preparation to share. That peace that is missing in the world comes through the feet that you're walking in. 
comes through the body, comes through the head of Christ on you. Believe it, receive it and walk in the blessing. The start of this message was called People Get Ready and it ends with that. People get ready. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you that you're a good Father God, that you know everything that we need, that it has been dealt with at the cross of Calvary, that you have made a way. You, I can't get over the hope of glory in us, Lord God, that this dust would contain the glory of God, the glory of Jesus is in us. And if we shut our mouths, we're not releasing the goodness of God and the glory. Open wide ye gates and let those come in, Lord God. Let us be people of valour. Let us be people of justice and mercy and compassion. Let us be people that honour our God and fear him over people and situations. Cover your church today, Lord God. Cover each house and family. Cover their extended families, Lord. Cover their workplaces, Lord. Cover their places where they may be ill or unwell or have lost somebody and in grief. Lord, comfort them, Holy Spirit. You are calling your people like you did in the book of Acts for the fire of God to come and fall on your people. And we are crying out for that today, Lord. Let your fire come, Holy Spirit. Come and fall upon your people. Rise up, army of God. Stand up in the name of Jesus to the call that you've been called to. In Jesus' name, amen. To hear more podcasts from Grace Church Australia, make sure you subscribe and stay connected by going to gracegathering.online.